The Primanti. Yeah, oh my God, yes, <laughs> thank you. That would have bothered me. Well, I would have looked it up, but I can't believe I even whiffed. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. 712 on Wisconsin's Morning News. So, Debbie, what is your mom bringing in for food today? Is she not available to do that every day? De- Debbie's mom came. She had her mom and dad here at the studio, giving them a tour as people are wont to do sometimes with your parents. They'd like to see where you work. And we had really cool studios here at the Avenue in Milwaukee. So, Deb's mom did not come empty handed. <laughs> It was show and tell, really. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and she did a great job. So is there something on the menu for today, or was that a one-time deal? That was a one-time deal. Sorry, buddy. (laughs) Okay. Here's how it played out. What are are we doing here, Debbie? Um, Well, Mom Mom came over. Remember in uh, Mother's Day that you guys interviewed her, and you guys asked what my favorite food was? Yeah, I remember. What was it, Mom? (laughs) Arroz con pollo. Arroz con pollo. And so she heard that you guys were like, wow, that sounds really good. That sounds like it would taste... She's like, well, I'm going to make some for them, so tell me when would be a good day to come in. Is that all it takes? Can we pitch the whole menu to her? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have mariquitas, too. They're like uh, plantain chips. Okay. Tamales, I like yes. all kinds of what else what else yeah, do you those do? Those are hard to make. <laughs> oh, so that no good, huh? Okay. I know where the line is. Well, what, is what is it about this dish that makes it so special? Well, it's the typical Cuban dish that we make for special occasions. For pretty much any occasion, and it's actually. Got beer on it. It's got yes, beer in it. Yes. Yes. yes, it has a half a can of beer. And uh, it's rice, chicken. And what else is the well? Broth? It has peas and what else? Peas and what was the broth that's in there? The broth stuff, is, is chicken broth. Yeah. What's, <laughs> what's the heat level on this? None. No. no. no really? The Cuban food is not hot. Really? It's not hot. Yeah. No, yeah, that's Mexican. So it's not it's not spicy. It's I didn't not. get a chance to try it yesterday, Debbie. But uh, pancake was responsible for saving some leftovers for me. Yeah, dude, you failed. Did did it turn I don't out? Know. Did it turn it out It turned nicely? out great, yeah. I mean, it took a little longer to cook than I had originally thought because I thought she was going to make the rice earlier, but that's fine. It's <laughs> that's fine. fine. Everything was great. We're yeah. on mom's schedule. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, no, it was very, very reminiscent of what my grandmother would make because that's the recipe it comes from. I am going to be trying to put the recipe together so that we can post it up on, on our website and stuff. The problem is it's handwritten. As, in my as grandmother all great family them. recipes yeah. are, yes. So and it's in Spanish, so I have to translate it too. So it's going to take a little bit for me to get it up and on the on the line. See, this has all the feels to me with my Italian ancestry of the of the family sauce. Oh yeah, is this oh, the yeah. equivalent of the family sauce? Pretty, pretty yeah. much, yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, your mom's welcome to cook for us anytime. Tell her thank you. I'll let her know. Sports brought to you by Wisconsin Harley Davidson in Oconomowoc, your destination dealer. It's next with Brandon Stein. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After losing two out of their last three games, the Milwaukee Brewers will begin a 10-game road trip tonight in Cleveland. The Brewers' offense struggling a bit as of late, scoring just seven runs over their last three games. Look, we've, there, there is guys in the middle of the order that uh, we, we're going to need offense from. There's no question about it. And, we, and we'll get offense from them. We just, we just got to keep 
keep the practice and the routine and the work, keep it going, and, and believe they're going to come out of it. They've they've established themselves as good hitters. They're going through stretches right now that that they don't like, and it's and it's tough on them. And they know they as run producers and that play play most days that it's it's on them a little bit. But they'll come out of it. Coverage of the Guardians and Brewers gets underway right here on WTMJ tonight, beginning at five thirty-five. Wayne Miley expected to get the start. For the Brew Crew. From baseball to the NBA, where the Milwaukee Bucks had themselves a busy night. John Horst and company sending their 2030 second round pick and some cash over to Orlando to select Andre Jackson Jr. with the 36th overall pick. The impact's winning. He's a multi-positional defender, super athletic, and I would call him a wing playmaker. He's a great passer, and especially in transition. Uh, he finds people and makes he makes a lot of wow plays, but his passing is next level. Uh, he rebounds his position. He's a great athlete. He proved that in the combine. Jackson Jr. helping UConn win the NCAA tournament last season. The Bucks also kept their 58th pick, selecting Chris Livingston out of Kentucky with the league's final pick of the night. And staying within the draft, a couple of Wisconsin ties last night as well as Brandon Pazimski, the Wisconsin native who attended Santa Clara, was drafted to Golden State with the 19th overall selection. And Marquette standout Olivier Maxence Prosper went number 24 to Sacramento, who ended up trading him off to Dallas. He's headed to the Lone Star State. Coming up, would you believe a lot of first-timers at Summerfest's opening day? Our correspondent is in the house this morning. We'll talk to Jason Smith live with us next. Who would you say the best performance that you've seen at Summerfest? Uh, the Rolling Stone. That would be MC Hammer. I believe the year would be 1990. A52s, that was like... 30 years ago. 30 years ago, tied between uh, Meatloaf and John Chris Stapleton, two years ago. It's a big question around the grounds. Meyer Festival Park and WTMJ's Jason Smith spent the day there talking with all kinds of folks. Surprised at any of those answers? You hear some good ones in there? Uh, well, I mean, for the first answer, when I was asking people who was their favorite performance that they've seen, yeah, because like, I didn't know MC Hammer came. Like, I didn't know. I forgot that. Now when they said Hammer, I was like, oh, yeah, Hammer was here. Yeah, I had no clue. Like, I know for me, I saw my favorite rapper. His name was J. Cole um, and, or Lil Wayne. Like, that was my favorite. But I was definitely surprised. But it was fun, though. It was super fun. A lot of people was out there, especially for the first day. I got there right when the gates opened. I was even trying to interview the lady. Did you see the lady who who poses as a statue? Oh, yeah, the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, I was trying to get an interview with her. She oh, wait, no, Statue of Liberty lady's on the stilts. Well, no, she wasn't, she wasn't Statue of Liberty lady. Right, this is the other lady who she does like, the Amelia Earhart, I think Yeah, was, that's right? it. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I was trying to interview her, but she wouldn't move. So I, was, I was like, I don't know, I don't know why I'm trying to interview a statue. But. Hey, Jason, pro tip: right? her whole act is I don't move. No moves. Right. So I was like, okay. So that's when I just went to talking to everybody, and that's when I found out it was a lot of first timers. First timers at Summerfest, really? A lot, and a lot of people travel from out of state. Yeah, to come here. We forget that we talk about it all the time. Like this is great for the city. It's great for the city, but we look at it like lifers here. You know, of just what's always been. But a lot of so, who'd you meet? Even somebody from Wisconsin, but she was from Green Bay. Okay, um, she had never been. This was her first time coming. But one lady told me she was like, "Listen, forget the music. I came for the cheese curds." How about you? How you feeling? I'm feeling great. Also, my first time, but excited to be here. Excited to get some cheese curds. Cheese curds. Oh, have you guys heard about Wisconsin cheese curds? Come on, we got the best. Yeah, I've heard about it. I have yet to try it, but I am going to find the first cheese skirt I can. She was from where? 
I, I out of she, state? Yeah, she was from Cleveland, Ohio, or something like that, and she came strictly for the cheese curds. I asked her, "Did you? Are you planning on sending anybody?" She said, "No." <laughs> like, well, important thing to note: don't sleep on the food. Yeah, no, you can't. There's a lot of good stuff at Summerfest. Is Venice Club still there with the with the French fried eggplant? I think so. Yeah. I mean, that was the thing for me. I, th- I think probably the first time I ever had mozzarella marinara had to be Summerfest at, at Saz's. Oh, yeah. You already know the food. You cannot sleep on the food. The corn, you can't sleep on Summerfest food. Are you kidding me? You know, I worked there when I was a kid. I had no clue. I worked at what Susie's Cheesecakes, and we used to have a whole booth there. Susie's was like just on the edge of Wauwatosa. It was like 59th and Valit. And oh, wow. for a lot of Tosa kids, that was like summer job because it was like a week and a half or two weeks or whatever Summerfest was or thereabouts, right? So you worked every day of the work, You worked every day of the oh, festival. Right. And that's you when know. it was every day. It wasn't the weekend model. You, you see things from a different standpoint. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it was great, right? And people would come and they, they have so many of their food favorites. Do you have one, Michelle, or no? I was just going to say I worked at Major Goolsby's when I was in high school. Oh, at, man, that's a factory, grounds. right? Yeah. Just producing. It was so hot in there, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I know. It was hot yesterday. Like, man, I, imagine I Imagine being, like, operating the fryers. Oh. and Oh, it was terrible. But fun. So fun. No, that's extra hot. <laughs> so she mentioned, uh, you mentioned a couple of folks who'd seen memorable shows. I mean, you, you start going through it, but everybody has one. If you've ever been to Summerfest, it's like this show or that show. For me, I was grateful we saw Prince. I wasn't a huge Prince fan, but like, I certainly like a number of songs, obviously. And then sometimes it's just like, I have to see this person do do what he does. And obviously, since he's passed, I'm so grateful that we did that. That had to be in the mid 2000s. And then Maybe best ever was Bon Jovi, nineteen ninety three. That cat played for three hours. Three hours. He just wouldn't stop. He asked <laughs> at one point. He comes out. He's like, "Don't you people have anywhere to be?" It was like a weeknight show, you know, on the crowd. And he goes, "F it, then we'll stay." So he just do encores. <laughs> he just he, he just, just kept going. Over. Wow, couldn't get rid of us. Hey, I wish I was there for that one. Any, anybody on your radar that you you know you're younger than most of us here in the studio in fact all of us so uh, what's on your radar anybody you want to see uh, I guess I mean I'll say it's a rapper named A Boogie um, but he came a couple years ago he was on a free stage so he actually upgraded because now he's in the amphitheater upgrade so, you know he upgraded so I mean I guess I'm excited to see that one I was excited to see JB a couple years ago before he, he canceled on us you know, uh, yeah, but, no kidding you mentioned though the upgrade I think that we talked with Vice President of Entertainment Scott Zeal for Summerfest and he said like just like a GM in sports his favorite thing to do is to find that act before everybody knows about it bring it in start him on a small stage and then a few years later I mean Imagine Dragons was another one Lizzo yep bunch of them you bring them in when they're just getting started and the next thing you know they're at the American Family Insurance Amphitheater. That's crazy because I didn't notice that that was uh, the pa- the pathway, but that made complete sense. They do uh, it. If they you're back out there again, don't interview any statues today. <laughs> <laughs> I won't try to interview yes. any statues. I don't know what I was thinking. WTMJ's Jason Smith with us live on Wisconsin's Morning News. So the Kia boys did not steal that garbage truck. <laughs> what? This sounds like something Eric would dupe me on. If he used to do this to you, Michelle, Eric, you know, comes and deadpans something, and then you're like... Off air. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, sometimes on air. <laughs> and he'll get me. He had me the other day. He had me convinced that the Milwaukee Common Council was considering flooding Brady Street to in an effort <laughs> to turn it into, like, gondolas so that they could reduce the reckless driving. And 
Not that I thought that was ever going to happen, but I did think maybe the Common Council would consider that. It was I, a couple I minutes. I love that idea. Let's do it. Well, this, <laughs> the Department of Public Works actually put out a statement, a news release, saying there was a false social media post and they wanted to clear it up. The post claimed that the Kia boys had stolen a city garbage truck earlier in the week, which again... You could probably see that. That's plausible. Right? Can you imagine the stealing. damage they do with that? <laughs> the Kia boys are these guys that steal cars all over the city, and they were made famous in a YouTube video by a guy who kind of did like a documentary almost, actually interviewed some of them. They showed how to steal cars with impunity around town. But uh, Department of Public Works apparently saw this post that a garbage truck had been stolen by the Kia boys, and they put out the explanation. Basically, a garbage truck broke down. Stalled out on a neighborhood street. The crew from the truck wanted to help. They needed to finish the route. So they got him in another truck, and they double-timed this route, got all the garbage picked up. But apparently when they were gone, someone had gone in with a camera and like recorded or taken pictures of this truck. Said, yeah, Kia Boy stole this truck. So they didn't lock the doors. <laughs> well, apparently they did. There was nothing... DPW goes back and checks on the truck. There's like, there's no indication. This is from the news release. No indication the vehicle moved from its original location. The truck eventually restarted with assistance from a field mechanic. They drove it off to the sanitation yard for repairs. So so maybe Eric did the post. <laughs> he would have had me. 743, we've got Brewers 360 coming up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, oh, That's yeah. All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Brewers begin the day a game and a half behind the Cincinnati Reds in the National League Central and will embark on a 10-game road trip that begins tonight in Cleveland to take on the Guardians. Coverage of that game gets underway here on WTMJ beginning at 535. Wade Miley expected to get the start for the Brew Crew. Brewers 360 is sponsored by Outdoor Living Unlimited. And our guest on this Friday is beat writer for MLB.com, covering the Brewers, Adam McCalvey. What's up, Adam? Hey. Hey, Cleveland's a good trip for the Brewers. The last time Wade Miley pitched there, he threw a no-hitter. He starts tonight. The last time Corbin Burns pitched there, he threw a no-hitter, and he starts Sunday. Uh, he needs one, too. <laughs> I would take a good yeah, outing yeah. from Burnsy. So yeah, are, are you on this roadie or no? I'm in New York in Pittsburgh, so I'm going to uh, visit Summerfest this weekend. Oh, good. Uh, pro tip, visit the Johnsonville-Somerville stage. Johnsonville, the new sponsor of that stage on the north end of the grounds. I was out there judging the brat contest yesterday, and they yeah. asked for some unique toppings on the brat. And the winner was this brat. Now, follow me on this. It's wrapped in a tortilla. It's got pico de gallo and queso and then crushed Fritos. And I was one of the judges Uh-oh. for this. I was prepared not to like it, Adam, but it was awesome. You know, you get to do all the best stuff like that. What, you know, you, have the, you might have the best job in the city. <laughs> it was hard. I had to fill out a whole rubric and had to judge things on <laughs> yeah, it sounds really, walkability. Sounds like a big it was challenge. very taxing, dude. <laughs> what are they, <laughs> as long as we're on food, what are they, so you, so you said you're in Pittsburgh and New York. What are the big food items out yeah. there at the ballpark? Um, well, you know, we just, we're boring. We have these dining rooms in the press box. So when do we go back there? It's like a standard, you know, media meal. I don't know that I can think of, there's Shake Shack in New York. I know in the ballpark that you can get. Cool. And then of course in Pittsburgh, there's the, um, pierogies, um, right? Yeah. The pierogies. Why am I blanking on the sandwich? It's the cheese stick sandwich with fries and coleslaw and tomato. 
on white bread. I can't believe I'm blanking on the classic. That has a name? Sandwich. Some sort of hoagie? Oh, my God. We're being mocked by thousands of fans who've been to the East Coast right now. Text line will light up momentarily. But yeah, oh, so goodness. your point yeah, being you're not, well, yeah. you're not not well fed. Of course not. Never. Brewers have to do well on this roadie here, gain some traction, right? Yeah, they need to start hitting. I mean, we've talked about this. This is a pitching and defense team. I don't think anyone expected them to be the 1927 Yankees at the plate. But Willie Adamas is in a really tough stretch. Roddy Telez in a really tough stretch. Uh, Luis Urias hasn't got his feet under him since missing all that time in the IL. So you're talking about several spots in the middle of that batting order where they're just getting no production. And they scored some runs. You know, they swept the Pirates in that weekend series, and they scored five runs in every game. That, that's okay. But in general, they are not generating near enough offense. They have the lowest OPS in the National League. And it's got to be on the players in-house because you, can't, you don't have a whole team at AAA to call up. It, it has to be on the players who are here to start hitting better as they get into the summer months when – Typically, you start to score a, a lot more runs. Brewers beat writer for MLB.com, Adam McCalvey, is with us. Any indication, Adam, at this point, whether the Brewers are buyers and sellers? I mean, it's a bit early, but we'll start to come up on that trade deadline pretty quickly here. Sure, but the, the modern GM loves the deadline, and they wait until the very last minute in order to make those decisions. So you're right about it being early. It's 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 not even all-star break, really. I think it's even beyond the all-star break where they really lock in those decisions. This is an information-gathering time. There's surely conversations going on for GMs to get a feel where, where each of them stand right now. But look, if you look around baseball, this is one of the big changes. We've been focused on the rules. But, but the line between buyers and sellers is a little bit more blurred this year. There, there aren't as many, quote-unquote, tanking teams in the game right now. So it's, it's a little bit harder. And look at the National League Central for an example of that. Every team right now probably can make a case that they can win the division. So I think there's fewer pure sellers at this stage. We'll see if that changes in the third week of July or so. The Primanti. Yeah, oh my God, yes, <laughs> thank you. That would have bothered me. Well, I would have looked it up, but I can't believe I even whiffed. That is a can't miss in Pittsburgh. Some people will say overrated. That's complete nonsense. That's like saying a brat's overrated in Milwaukee. It's a classic thing because it's a great thing. The old National Bank talking text line never fails. Adam, thanks. Have a great roadie then. All right. Don't get a stomach ache. See you next time. No worries. Ten minutes before 8 o'clock. Mark Tauscher is next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Idea man. You've been a TV guy for a long time. Now you're radio, so you have to paint pictures. Yeah. Innovator. When I hear you say patio door with built-in blinds and you go, Rip, I think maybe it's more. <laughs> and Packers Hall of Famer. There's always a little snap to the blinds. So the roll, you feel the roll, but then you have to finish with a snap. It's time for Tausch. Mark Tauscher on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by your Wisconsin Chevy dealers. Mark Tauscher on this Friday morning, brought to you by Wisconsin's Morning News and your southeastern Wisconsin Chevy dealers. Tausch, you're an arbiter of good taste and human behavior, so I have one for you. Okay. On my way to work, I noticed for about a week or so, there is a three-seat couch out at the curb, even with the sign that says free on it. It's still there. 
Ooh. So how um, long? First, first of all, for my guy out there, how long? How long does he get to keep it there? I mean, it's supposed to rain on Sunday. Is, is it until it rains you get to leave it out? Um, I think what the the play should be is you figure out okay, what day does the garbage come? In? Will a garbage truck? pick up a couch if it's sitting next to your recycling and your regular garbage can? That's the first question I have. But I think you get a week. I think if you're looking at timing it out, you say, okay, garbage day is Wednesday. I'm going to put that out early Thursday morning, and I'm going to put the sign out, and hopefully somebody will come and grab it. And if they don't, I hope that the garbage person will pick it up. That would be my plan if I'm just kind of plotting it out. Uh, with having the understanding of different municipalities, what they pick up and what they don't. That would be my thought. Now, Michelle's in for uh, Eric today. Michelle, I gave you a look at the couch. Does you it know, seem, like, seem like an item you'd like to have, have picked up in the household? You know, it's hard to tell because your picture's in the dark, but it doesn't look that great. But at the same time, <laughs> it's not. we put out, we had this, like an outdoor playhouse, you know, those little one, little tykes or whatever playhouses. Oh, yeah, of course moldy, full of spiders, put it on the curb. It was gone in like 10 minutes. I can't believe somebody didn't take that yet. I I, got to tell you, Tosh, that probably speaks to the quality of the item because for sure somebody's checked that out, right? Uh, No, I think everybody always, when you're always intrigued when you see (laughs) something free. I don't know the last time you've bought something like right off of somebody's front yard. It's probably been a while, would be my guess. But I remember in college, I saw this really nice dresser set and we were moving in and it was, you know, there was one handle that was off, but everything else was like a nice mahogany oak uh, dresser set that we ended up grabbing. That's the last time that I think I bought something that was in somebody's front yard. But you have to always assume when, if it's not kid related or if it's not in a sanctioned garage sale, I don't think you really want it because why would the people put it out there? It's kind of like when you're looking at, you know, picking up a player, when someone is getting thrown out there, you you wonder why doesn't that group, why doesn't that team want that player? That's right. You also got to look at why doesn't that person want that couch anymore? It's not because it's pristine and it's super comfy unless there's a decor issue I don't know what the other rationale would be. Why? And then you have to think, do I have to get a pickup truck to haul it? And it's not worth it. So there's just a lot of thought processes that would go in my head when I see something like that. The sanctioned garage sale. I like it. It has to be like a garage sale that's been published in the newspaper. Hey, big Uh, rummage. (laughs) I think it's more, I just, I feel like kids stuff is the, when it's garage sale, because we had one of, you know, those little baby picnic tables. They're like plastic that kids like sitting on. Yep. That is the hot seller. Like If you want to get rid of something and you see a family that's got young kids, they will take that every day because you can just hose it off and you put it out there and you can literally fire your kids their lunch and just let them sit out in your driveway. This just in the old National Bank talk and text line. Text couch to 855 for a picture and pickup location. I am not the Craigslist of WTMJ. We're not doing that. Uh, well, well, the more you can do, Vinny, and it seems like you might be that guy at least this Friday morning. I host the swap meet. Thanks, Tosh. Have a great weekend. Yeah, you guys. You bet.